Welcome to the Intentional House Podcast. Here, it's all about creating beautiful homes that actually help families love better. Here's your host, the home coach herself, Carly Thornock. What's up, homies? It's Carly. I'm so glad that you're here. This is the official podcast of Intentional House, where we do drool over helping families design and maximize their homes to be wonder-filled connection magnets. You guys... August, halfway over. How did this even happen? I feel like this is me every month where it hits the 15th and I'm like, I'm never going to live this month again. Have I maximized my month? So here we are in August. I hope that your August has been fantastic. Oh, you guys, today I'm really excited to talk to you about clothes. I do love clothes. And this is particularly entertaining to me because my mom does not. And in my family growing up, it was just me and my mom or the, were the feminine representations. We did have a dog and she was a girl. So there were three of us officially, but I have three brothers and a dad. And now I have three sons and a lovely husband. And when it comes to like girly things, my, my mom is a little bit of a tomboy and that's wonderful. She hates to shop though. She's very supportive. She'll come with me to shop. She will sit on the bench and she will cheer. And she always has, and she's always been such a wonderful, supportive influence in my life. But I do love clothes and it's fun to talk about clothes. And even if you are somebody who doesn't love clothes, I want you to hang with me here today because clothes are a big part of our housing journey, of our homing journey. And we wash clothes a lot. We pick up clothes a lot. We fold clothes. We make piles of clean clothes that may or may not go away, depending on the week and the day. Um, And we store clothes. And so we want to be clear about why we're using clothes and how we want to use clothes as we're talking about our house as a whole. So this brings me right to my little lifesaver of the day. And this is something that I just recently adopted for our life in the RV, in the camper. And while things were simple in the camper, uh, because they have to be, we don't have very much space, um, this took it a step further and it's really made my life amazing. And <laughs> I like kind of laugh when I say it because it seems so simple and easy, but the, this little thing has made my life so much better. Two things. One, like I think they're officially drawer organizers. They are expandable little folding pocketed they almost look like file folders. And I think they're meant to go in a drawer, but I use them on my shelf. So I put them vertically and I stack, there, there's seven holes, seven little shelves in my little shelf stacker thing. And I put seven shirts in one and I put seven pants in the other. And that is what I wear for the week. Once I wear them, they go in my dirty clothes bin because we do live in the dust and they are dirty. And if by chance they aren't dirty, they can go back in the shelf. But then by the end of the week, I wash them, I fold them, and I decide again with my like overflow bins if I want to change things up or if I just want to put those those seven shirts back and wear them again the next week. This has simplified my life exponentially. Before, I just was having my my shirts stacked on top of each other on a shelf, and it's fine. But I felt like things were knocking over. I felt like I couldn't get to the ones on the bottom without everything else falling on top of it. And the way that we decided to do our shelving in our bedroom, and you guys, this is again, a camper trailer. So it's not optimal. And I hope that 
your clothing storage solutions are, are a little bit easier, especially if you're in a full-size house. But hey, I know some of you guys are living on the road too. So if you're like me and you have a shelf above your bed and I have like a six-inch closet space, um, our, our, our shelving, our doors to our shelving open like the back of a Subaru. <laughs> they like are a hatchback, right? So you lift it up and I have to balance the cabinet on my head while I get into the things inside inside of my shelf. And could we make this easier? Could I figure out a solution? Yes, but do I care to? No, it works just fine. On purpose, we decided to not take too much time troubleshooting it. But all that being said, I don't want to be having my clothes fall over into the back recesses of the triangular shaped cabinet. I just can't, I just can't do it. I'm balancing a shelf on a, a cabinet on my head. I can't, can't do the searching. So this has been awesome because it keeps everything lined up perfectly. I can open my cabinet with one hand and grab out my clothes with the other. It's like easy breezy. It's so amazing. And as this worked so well for me, I realized that my kids having a drawer of clothes they were doing the same thing, just throwing things out or things were getting messed up, uh, disorganized in their, in, their, in their drawers, even though they were doing their best. And, the, and it's a small space and all it's a given. It's not a problem that things were really disorganized, but I thought there could be a better way. So I got, <laughs> you know, those shelving units that actually hang up on the rod in your closet and then you can put different things in the different shelves as they cascade down to the floor. I got one unit that has three shelves. I have three boys. And on each of these shelves, they have seven shirts and seven pants. And then the second shelf is for my middle boy and the bottom shelf is for my youngest. And then in their little drawers, all they have are their underwear and their socks. And it's so much easier. Now they just go choose a shirt, choose a pants. They don't have to rummage through anything. They just choose whatever's on top. And it's easier for them, easier for me things go in, in the dirty clothes, we wash them, they go right back in. And having this system, what you see is what you get, out of sight, out of mind, everything else has been liberation. So if this inspires you, go take a look on Amazon, see what you can find. Vertical shelf organizers or a drawer organizer will work the same way. It's been amazing. All right, let's talk about clothes. Let's continue talking about clothes. <laughs> so have you ever felt like your clothing situation or managing the clothing situation of your house, household can feel like a war? I do love in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe when they talk about the land of wardrobe in spare um, right? <laughs> the war, we put the war in wardrobe, you guys, and we don't need to. Clothes can really be simple. They can be easy. They can be fun. They can be meaningful. All the things that we talk about with how to purchase things for your house, how to make things for your house, how to style and design your house, this all applies to your wardrobe as well. So of course, like you can follow any sort of trend or any any sort of thing that feels good to you. Like if you're into the 333, like go for it. If you love minimalism, my, be my guest. This is great. Um, you really can can do your wardrobe however you want. So this podcast is specifically targeted toward those who feel like there's a right way 
and we need to bust open that paradigm wide open. And if you spent so much time searching for the right way and you find yourself discouraged, this is for you too, where you think there is a way to do this and I just have to learn how to do my wardrobe well and then my life will be better. This is dedicated to you because let me tell you this right now, no matter how organized you are, I don't care if this is under your kitchen sink or in your closet with all of your clothes, your life will not be better when things are more organized. Let me repeat for those in the back, your life will not be better, happier, easier when you have an organized space. Okay. What makes your life easier is you deciding this is easy. That makes your life easier. Things do not make our lives easier. Using them and thinking about them makes our life easier. The way we, we, the way we perceive our world is the very ticket to what makes life easier. Have you ever seen somebody with an astronomical amounts of money with a very ultra-organized home who makes their life very difficult because they indulge in mind drama? because they use things to fill their heart holes. It can be very complicated depending on where your head's at, where your heart is at. And so let me tell you this right now. Organizing your house and putting together a closet that is has has a place for everything is not because we need to fill a void. We don't do this to become better people. We don't do this to make ourselves happy or to find self-actualization, like clothes and closets do not give this to us. We give this to us. So of course, the first step is always to lean into the chaos and to recognize that you are never going to become more worthy than you are right now. You're never going to become more worthwhile or happier than you are right now. And maybe for some people, you're like, oh, great, I'm doomed to this awful life for forever. I'm never going to be happier. That's not what I mean. What I mean is all of the happiness that you can even fathom is available to you in this moment, no matter what your shoe shelf looks like, no matter what. The reason why we would take time to curate our closets or to curate our house is just because it's fun and because it brings up hard questions that we can ask to get to know ourselves better than ever. Because there's becoming that we are invited to partake in. So the one guideline that I have for you as you are contemplating your wardrobe is to seek to dress as the person you want to be in the reality of your life as it is right now. Let me say it again. Dress as the person you want to be in the reality of your life as it is right now today. So for instance, I really want to be somebody who is fun. I want to have fun and think of it I'm fun. <laughs> it's important to me to be amused by myself. And I want to be that kind of a mom. And also, so okay, so let me back up. So to be to to have like fun in my wardrobe to me means cool textures, fun colors, switching it up a little bit, and also having things be simple so that I don't have to think too hard about it so that I can just have fun, right? 
But also I have three young boys and I live on a ranch in the middle of the desert where things are dusty and dirty and where the cowboy boots are very practical (laughs) and I wear mine every day. So what's fun to me is dressing appropriately for my life. If I wanted to wear my high heels, I totally could, but I would guaranteed break my ankle in three seconds. That's not fun to me. So we have to combine these ideals and get really realistic when we combine them like a recipe with the reality of our lives as they are. I remember thinking about my wardrobe when I had, when my three boys were even younger, when they were three, two, and a newborn. I could not wear clothing where I couldn't bend over. Like if I was going to church, anything that was below my collarbones would be a cleavage show because I was always bent over in half, either helping tiny people walk or picking up the things that they were launching on the floor. So it was fun to me to not have to worry about modesty or like feeling uncomfortable at church or to wear heels where they weren't working, right? So this is kind of a form meets function issue, sure. But even more than this, I just want you to have eyes wide open to the reality of your life, the life that you chose and that you are choosing every single day, and then combine that with these ideals of the person that you want to be in a very real and raw way. There's nobody that's living your exact same life with your exact same preferences, with your exact same goals. And that is where your uniqueness gets to shine through. Are you an artist who lives on the beach? Then your wardrobe is going to look different than even the same kind of artist who lives in the Alaskan tundra. The way that we approach life is going to be influenced by our environment and our personality and our dreams and the people that we value. So let it. So let it. Don't look on Pinterest and think like, oh, that girl is wearing this thing, so I should too. Like we know nothing about the lives of the people on Pinterest or Instagram or any of these places that we go to get great ideas. And that's fine. They work as inspiration for us when we come to the table knowing I want to be a scholastic researcher who also does triathlons after work. So that determines how I wear my hair. That determines what bag I use. Like all of these things will go into your goals and who you are. And you can look on Instagram and Pinterest and search things like sporty professor (laughs) and you can get inspiration, but then you always have to internalize it through this filter of knowing. Okay. So this leads us directly to how we're going to apply the four pillars of I call what I call negative design, which is negative, like a film negative, where we look at things differently, almost inside out from how culture at large looks at things. Society at large might say it's all about aesthetic. It's all about fitting in. It's about trends. And I want to flip that on its head and I want to say it's about you and it's about your relationships. And sure, you can be trendy if you want, but first we need to start deeper 
I went to a restaurant today with my family. We came into town. I know it was a very, very big deal. <laughs> and every, it, it was high school lunch break. So there were 50 high schoolers in this restaurant. And every single girl except for three, I counted, I counted how many girls were not dressed like this. They were dressed exactly the same, exactly the same. They had their hair wraparound curled, so it was like loose and kind of curly and then straight on the bottoms. Um, they had like 70s style shirts where they're almost off the shoulder and then like ruched in the bodice, tight, cropped, belly button, high-rise pants, wide leg, sneaker, tennis shoe situation. All of them, every single one. They all looked exactly the same. And I felt like I walked into a time warp because I was like, hi, either we're in the 70s or something. Like, what just happened here? <laughs> I was so entertained. I could hardly even think about what I wanted to order because I just kept staring blatantly without apology at all these <laughs> cute high school. They were so cute. But they all looked exactly the same. I was like, I missed a memo. There was a memo that went out and I did not even know it existed. And clearly they all got the exact same memo because here they are all lined up exactly the same, just like each other, except for three girls. One was wearing a big t-shirt and one was wearing, I think she was wearing like a hoodie or something. Like there were three girls that were dressed one like differently. And then there were, 27 girls who were dressed exactly the same. I thought it was so fascinating. To me, that is trend dictating behavior. Our perception of trend is that we need to comply or we are left out. But usually when we are concerned about being trendy, it is because we want to, I don't know, like it's fit in but be unique. It's like we want to play the unique game, but we want, I mean, the fit in game, but we want to be unique at it. We don't want to be too crazy, but we just want to be different enough, but following all the rules. Are you with me here? Okay. So when we apply negative design, we are not playing the be the best and be the most unique trendy person game. We are throwing all of the rules out the window. We are starting from scratch and I don't care if you would choose a almost off the shoulder ruched bodice crop top for yourself out of 300 tops and that's the one that resonates with you, like go for it. I have nothing against the style itself. But is that who you are? And how do you know? The way you know is you try on a lot of stuff and you give yourself a lot of leeway to play around until you find something that meshes just like we were talking about who you are and who you're becoming with the reality of your life and your personality in one. I want you to be the best you. This is a party of one. This is a category of only you and you're going to win at it. So stop competing against in the trendy games trying to be yourself. I, I really hope this is making sense because this feels so important. This is the key to both designing your house and putting together your wardrobe. Okay, so we're going to use the four pillars of negative design here, and we're going to talk about wardrobe. So the first pillar is clarity. 
The two questions you will be asking here is, what is my situation right now? Be clear. If you have three young, young boys, like I do under the age of eight, don't pretend like you're an empty nester and that there's nobody that's going to smear peanut butter all over your waistline. <laughs> Today, my kid came up to me and gave me a big hug and put like a huge beetle on my back. What? I just pretended like I didn't care because if you care, then they do it more. No reaction. I was like, oh, that's nice. Maybe do you want to go take it outside? And he was like, fine. I hope it worked. I just really don't want more. Don't, nobody tell him. Nobody tell him that I cared. <laughs> I just really don't want more beetles on my back. Okay. I digress. What is my life situation right now? The second question you want to ask as you're getting clear is, what do I know for sure? Do you know for sure that you need to be able to do headstands? We spend a significant portion of our life doing headstands. <laughs> is this you? Do you need headstand clothing? Do you need socks on? What do you need to feel comfortable? What do you know for sure needs to be part of your wardrobe without a doubt? There's going to be a few things you know for sure. You know for sure you need that sweatshirt. You need for sure you need that pair of corduroy pants. Whatever it is you need, just like know it and let that be a given. All right. The second category is simplicity. There's four questions here. Does that feel simple? <laughs> How can I make the decision of getting dressed as easy as possible every day for myself? The way that I think it's easiest as possible is if you only have clothes in your closet that you love a 10 out of 10. If it's like kind of weird or you have to wear a shirt under it or you have to pin this thing or this one's always wrinkly, no, out. It's not easy. That's a lot of mind drama. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of emotion that is completely unnecessary. Fill your closet with things that you love that work for you. Second question, what's my budget? Decide on your budget. I don't care if it's $5 million a, a month. I don't care if it's $5 a month. Decide on your budget and stick to it. Know, this is the third question, how do I like to shop? Know how you like to shop. Because when you know your budget and you know how you like to shop, that will inform a lot of your buying decisions. If you like to shop at an expensive store and you have a modest budget, then you're going to have to save up for a few months to get pieces that you love a 10 out of 10. If you love to thrift shop, then you're going to have to take time to go through thrift shop things and you will want to make sure you love things a 10 out of 10 and not just a kind of out of 10 just because it's cheap you bought it. The fourth question for simplicity is what options do I have that fit those things? How can I make the budget and the my style of shopping work together for me? How can they combine? How can this be simple? How can this be easy? And the things that feel easy to you, you're going to think that are e they're easy to everybody. This is the solution that everybody would do. It's just so easy. I guarantee you it's not. I guarantee that what's easy to you is not easy to everybody else. That's what makes you cool. So roll with what's easy for you. It doesn't have to be hard. Sometimes we think that if, we, if something is easy, for us, if it comes naturally to us, if it's the way we would do it and not think about it, that somehow it's wrong. But I'd like to, to encourage you to kind of probe that a little bit and be like, oh, what's easy for me? How would I dress if 
there was nobody to impress and I just wore what I wanted and shopped how I wanted. Like, what would I do? How would it be easy? All right, the third pillar is connection. And this is, of course, my favorite one. We have four questions here. First, who am I becoming? Who's the woman you're becoming? High-powered business executive? Grandmother? Uh, Stay-at-home mom who bakes amazing things? <laughs> who am I becoming? What kind of a woman am I? Who do I want to be? Do I want to be frugal or thrifty or um, impassioned or charismatic or charitable. Like this could be a characteristic. This could be a behavior. Who's this woman that you want to become? And how does she dress? Connect to this future self version of yourself and allow yourself to elevate your clothes game to meet her, to be her. Because guess what? She's you. She's you right now already. There's no part of her that wasn't you right now. And when we lean into this possibility of a future self and we start dressing and acting like it, that is what manifests these dreams that we have in our lives. Okay, second question of connection. How can these clothes help people understand who I am and who I want to be more clearly? Of course we can't always judge or, or determine with 100% accuracy how people are going to receive us. You could be thinking you're dressing the most professional ever and somebody would be offended that you're not quaffed in the way they think is professional. Like people will always have the option of being offended by you. Who cares? But if you're grounded in who you are and you have your clarity and your simplicity questions nailed down, then the next question is how can I invite people to know me better by the things that I non-verbally communicate to them? And when it's about us and our bodies, it's about our clothes. Like a big part of first impressions are, why is she wearing that shirt? Or those shoes are so interesting. Or, wow, that bag. Tell me about it. Like these are going to be the conversation starters. And we do this with our house too, right? And you've heard me talk about, you want to have a conversation starter where someone can see a thing in your house and be like, tell me what in the world that means. You might want that with your clothes too. Or maybe you don't, but you get to decide. The third question is, can I love how I want to love with these clothes? Now, my husband would definitely have a rude, crude, and unrefined comment to make here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But how can you love the people in your life with the clothes that you're wearing? Can you give big hugs to your seven-year-old in all of his beautiful, real seven-year-old selfness without changing him? Can you be in his presence without feeling uncomfortable? Can he touch you? Can you play with him and run with him and be the kind of person you want to be around him while you're wearing these clothes? Are they working for your relationships? Fourth question, can I execute my roles in my deepest capacity with these clothes? Sometimes roles don't mix. Sometimes I'm presenting at conferences and I don't let my seven-year-old give, give me a huge hug when he's eating peanut butter apples. <laughs> and that's okay. So 
think about all the hats you wear and think about all the roles that you play and are there differing uniforms for each and how do they overlap? They'll both overlap and be separate and that's totally, totally fine. We just want to think about with connection, how is this helping me feel safe and feel grounded so that I can connect with myself, with who I want to be. I can connect with my people, with how I want to be in relationship to them. And how can I serve the world at large in a really deeply meaningful way? And what props do I need on my body to make that easier and more comfortable for myself? Knowing full well that clothes don't dictate our experience of the world to us. They just are decisions that reflect our previous decisions. So we decide like, I want to show up in the world and I want it to be easy. And from there, we make clothing choices that reflects that choice of I'm, I'm going to show up in ease and love in the, in the world at large. If we look to our clothes to produce the ease, we're always going to be trying to tweak our clothes and we're going to end up overspending and overanalyzing and not helping the world because we're too busy stuck on ourselves and what we're wearing to make any sort of meaningful change. Okay, number four, the fourth pillar of negative design is beauty. And this is just two questions, super easy. Do I like this? Is this beautiful to me? Do you like the way that cloth feels on your body? Do you like this the way this fits? Do you like the drape? Do you like putting it on? Do you find it easy to care for? Can you fit it in your closet? Is this beautiful in all of its shapes and forms as it exists in your home and in your space and in your, your personal bubble, right? When you're interacting with this clothing item, do you think like, oh, what a great piece of craftsmanship. It serves me in all the ways that matter to me. This is truly beautiful. That is what you're going for. I know, I know. You thought, you thought that the four pillars of negative design were just for your house. And now you know they're for your wardrobe. I hope that these questions and these four categories kind of help you dial in a little bit better how you want to interact with your clothing and how your clothing can serve you. So this week, your challenge is to go through a segment of your clothes, of your wardrobe. If you want to do all of it, you totally can, but just choose like shirts or pants or shoes or pajamas, whatever, and go through and ask yourself a question from each of the categories and see if you can narrow down the pieces in your wardrobe to be 10 out of 10 love it love it love it pieces for yourself all right y'all can't even wait to talk to you next week and until then go get messy bye Hey, if you are loving everything that you're hearing, I want to invite you to join the Home Love Lab. This is the program where I take you through all the steps in anchoring your home design and renovation in the love that you feel for yourself, for your spouse, for your children, and for all the guests that come into your home. It's a revolutionary way to look at home design, and I'd love to have you join me. You can find more details about the Home Love Lab at intentionalhouse.com.